0: What's up, what's up, my highness queens? I'm back. It is Highness Queen Jazzy, and it has been so long since I have graced y'all with a episode. Um, but I want to say first thank you for tuning in for another episode of Black Girls, where we normalize and destigmatize seeing black women consuming cannabis. Um it has been a minute, like it's been like a good month and a half. Uh I had to take a little break life kind of got to me uh you know shit happened and i had to figure out how to make some shit happen and so for a second we we had to put the podcast on 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 a hold but i'm back um i have new shit i have some old shit that you know we're gonna work through get through post whatever but i have some new shit too coming i have a whole bunch of ideas like if nothing else This last month and a half has given me the time to create and come up with ideas and really um, put the time and effort into making this the best thing that it possibly can be for you guys and so that we can build this community of blunt ass black women who smoke and just enjoy each other and be greatness because we already are greatness so we just need to be greatness with a blunt in our hand. yeah sounds good so this episode is um, a little bit of an archived episode. So it was recorded before the election. Um, so forgive me if some of the things that we say are a little bit outdated. Um, but speaking of the election, first of all, my VP is a black woman. Like that makes me so happy. <laughs> that makes me so, so happy and so, so proud to be a black woman. And I hope it makes you guys feel proud to be black women and just solidifies in every person's mind that we are literal magic, we can do anything, and we're trailblazers. we do the unthinkable, we do the shit that people think no one can ever do. We do that, so I'm very happy, and it was definitely a breath like like that deep sigh I just took that's exactly what I felt um. The day they called the election because uh, my anxiety was through the roof there for quite a while so i hope that all of you guys were able to get through the election season with peace of mind because uh, i know it wasn't easy for me so i can imagine it not be being easy for others so i hope that you have been able to take an audible sigh of relief and now's the time where we get to work now's where we put in the work and make them deliver on the things that they promised us so that's a whole nother episode but anyway <laughs> i wanted to say that um and i also want to say congratulations to all the states that have legalized or decriminalized um marijuana or drugs welcome to the club um so let's get into the episode um this episode is a little less formatted than most of my episodes. I really got to just sit back and have a nice smoke session with my girl OG Afropa. Um, I found her on Instagram and we instantly just clicked and I was like, Hey, let's do a show. Let's talk about some shit and get high. And that's what we did. We talk about non conforming, how we both got our starts um, with our brands and our platforms. She gives us some um, Great pro tips for marketing, um, marketing in general, but then also cannabis marketing. Um, And we talk a little bit about some anime. We have a, our highlight section is back. So we do our highlight section. um, So definitely make sure you listen and check out the Sister of the Week. And yeah, I think that's about it. I'm so excited to be back. Looking forward to many more episodes so yeah let me know what you guys think comment rate and subscribe and let's get to it
1: I I definitely feel where you're coming from but like like social media is so important like to like when you're trying to figure out all the different like systems this and what's going on with that you know what I mean so it, it, it definitely makes sense like I know when I'm talking to clients like some of like most of my uh clients are within um, the the marketing scope. I actually work as a social media marketer, so I kind of help people audit their social medias, like look at their long term um, brand strategy, um, and then look at long term uh, campaigns and um, content management, because uh, that's kind of what I do with uh, OG AfroPuff. Is that I feel like my content is very much driven in that professional scape. You know what I mean? Like whether you're an entrepreneur. Or you're in cannabis, or you're just, you know, you're, you're like, hey, I'm a patient, and I kind of want to understand a little bit deeper, you know, the, 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 scope. I think that that's like really why, like, so if you're ever interested, let me know because I'm always giving tips about social media. Like I'm always down to, to, uh, you know, like to, to barter and stuff like that. So no worries.
0: Definitely, and it's, it's, um. I love that you say that because that's actually like kind of the lane that I want, I've been wanting to get into for like the last year. And I've done it here and there for um, like friends and their businesses. And I've worked with a couple other um, like local brands and stuff like that to do mostly it's more the audit part. And then I come with a plan, come up with a plan and then you run with it. Um, but I found that trying to do it for myself has been such a battle. Like I can, I can do it for other people. I can talk to you, you give me your ideas and then, okay, let's, you know, figure out what we want to do with this plant. Let's come up with a plan, and really just dig deep into their ideas. But when it's me and my stuff and what I want to do, it's, I don't know, it's just been a very big struggle for me.
1: <laughs> and I was like, stop, But you know, this,
0: you know what you need to
1: do. Well, it's because it's our baby, right? Like it's the, like when you're, when you're thinking about your different platforms or you're thinking about your, your initiatives, right? Like your brand, that's kind of the, I think that's kind of a little bit different than other genres within other niches is that with cannabis, most of us are coming in with like a super specific story or coming in with like, say, you know, certain, you know, stories or certain authenticity, right? Like, cause you, you can't survive in this space unless you, unless you're legit about the plant, right? Unless you got like a ton of money backing you on the back end, but like, you know, it has to be authenticity. And so like, you kind of have to think about it like that. Like, of course you're going to be a little bit more, um, close knit about it, right? Like you're, you're not going to always follow your own advice. At least I'll say that for myself. Like I've had to step out of my, my space a little bit. And talk to my some of my marketing colleagues and just be like, hey, so I'm kind of stumped on this. I really don't want to switch this, but am I going to have to switch this? We look at the data. Yeah, you're going to have to, <laughs> like, you <laughs> right. might not want to, but your, you know, your supporters want you to do this. So you have to kind of move with them. And I feel like when you're just in one space, like it's kind of hard to have those internal interactions, right? Like to look at things objectively, not always, but sometimes it can be if it's a more controversial topic.
0: Oh, definitely. Absolutely. I've um I think that actually leads into a little bit, I think, my my affirmation for myself today. So we're like, this is so wonderful. Like, this is perfect. This is exactly what I wanted to talk to you about. (laughs) Well, part of what I wanted to talk to you about. But yeah, I think um I like you said, I'm my biggest critic. I am my toughest judge. Um and I have a tendency to not extend myself the grace that I extend to others. And so um that is an internal struggle that I have definitely been trying to work on during this quarantine and when I'm trying to like okay, we have the time to sit and think about ourselves and you know really do do that um unpacking and digging deep, so let's do it. And that's been one of the main um main things that I've been trying to instill is that you're you're going to fuck up. Mm-hmm. So why not just do it and fuck up and learn than just not doing it at all?
1: I feel that. I feel that. And I feel like that's something that not everybody has a good handle on. And I think it's because we we live in a society where, you know, like you mentioned, social media, everything is being recorded. Everything is being remembered. So that thing, that mistake that you made like five years ago is probably a memory somewhere on your Facebook feed, right? Mm -hmm. And so that kind of blends itself to a kind of decision paralysis is something that we talk about um, in, in marketing, we talk about it in, in talent acquisition as well, but we're thinking about it more on the, on the employer side, but I try to relate that back to um, us as people, right? Like we can't be afraid to um, try new things or else that keeps us stagnant in our, um, in our flow and in our energy flow, right? Um, it creates blockages, whether that's creative blockages or um, professional blockages. And we just have to be okay with knowing that failure is part of the process. And that's something that like, even when I'm doing something that's like, so vulnerable, or so, you know, like, like talking about my, my survivor experience or my journey with with PTSD, like, those are those things that like, I was so afraid to put that content out um i was so afraid to put that content out and so that was my you know like you said i was my biggest critic and so i think that um the fact that you're talking about this and bringing it to light so that other people don't have those same um <clears throat> shortcomings i think is definitely something that's admirable it's 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 you know you're not preaching everybody's got to be perfect right like i definitely respect that
0: right i appreciate that thank you okay. um i realized a long time ago um that I am a perfectionist and I realized also that that has you know the upsides to it but it also has a whole lot of downsides to it as well and so just trying to find that balance has been like in a lifelong journey uh but I feel like I'm getting a little bit better at it (laughs) and so that the um, every day is, as long as every day is a step in a direction, um, mm-hmm. I'm learning to be okay with that. Um, it may not always be the right direction, but as long as I am, like you said, not blocked, not stagnant, then for now, that is enough for me.
1: I love that. I love that. Mm-hmm. It's um, And it's really refreshing to hear that, honestly, especially during this time when everyone's like, I'm in, you know, I'm in lockdown. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm basically being a superhero. And it's like not everybody has that same, you know, not everybody is at that place in their journey. So that's really cool that you're bringing to light all aspects of that for people. That's really cool.
0: Yes, because this this quarantine has mm-hmm. put my uh, my it's... mental health on a absolute roller coaster, and I don't like roller coasters. Mm-hmm. I like. Not sure things <laughs> I like to know what's gonna happen um I don't like surprises I'm like I need to know all the steps and have backup plans in case one of those steps goes wrong so quarantine has been a ride <laughs> and um
1: it's uh it's it's definitely been scary. Like it's I think the scary part about it is that like there's just so many unknowns. So it just so so the bridge version is I feel like it's like the walking dead, right? Where you kinda see that the characters themselves, the, the actual living people are the monsters the whole time, right? Like and and it really does kind of bring to light that, you know, we need to listen to the experts and that kind of brings to light what I think as an influencer or as someone who's trying to aspire to being a thought leader in the industry, I think that that leads us to want to bring uh, that to our pro, you know, our uh, platforms. That you know, hey, you know, make sure you're following the rules. Make sure that you're not listening to conspiracy theories. Make sure you're listening to the experts, because you know, especially for the African American community, which is most of my my support network. You know, we're more at risk, and there's so many systematic reasons why. And so I think that that's the scary part is that I've had so many friends and family that have either you know, who have either know someone who has succumbed or has succumbed, like there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of different moving parts and it's super, um, I guess it's super important for us to take this seriously so that even if, you know, even if you recover, you still have residual things, right? Like they're saying that the receptors are attacking more than just your lungs. And as someone with a, with a speech pathology, you know, background, I will say that that's really scary, you know, to, to think about um so we need to be taking this as seriously as we can and it does affect people you know 20 and under so let's let's take that to heart right like let's you know keep it inside if we can <laughs> which is why we're doing right. this over the phone
0: <laughs> I, right exactly um but i think i found that um social media has become overrun with conspiracy theories and all of these quote unquote woke people
1: mm-hmm.
0: And it, it just feels like a lot. It feels like I am digesting a lot of information that I really don't want to. And, um, I think that also has made me a little bit more difficult on trying to figure out how to navigate my platform and starting my platform, um, on social media is because there's a lot of times where I just don't, want to be on social media, because I see all this stuff going on, and all these things. And it just it puts me in a very bad headspace. And it's not that I just don't want to know. It's just I don't want to always see these horrible, horrible things going on in the world. You can be informed and not be like drowning in it. You know what I mean?
1: I think so. But I I do think that there has to be more of a and and I think that this has is a little bit different with the different generations and things like that also. Like, so I'm, I'm part of the millennial generation. And so, you know, for, for us, you know, we're seeing a time where in our prime, we're supposed to be, you know, living our best life. And, you know, and that, and that's further from the truth, you know, student loans, things like that, you know, high, you know, high health insurance, you know, low opportunities to get upward mobility. And I think that the coming from, If I can be honest, you know, coming from a childhood of of privilege in in some aspects there, um, being homeschooled, I saw that uh, history has a way of repeating itself. And so Mm -hmm. I think that that's why there is such an outpour recently with content that is a little bit more triggering, that is more inducing, because we've had a kind of dampening in this country, I feel like, when it comes to our kind of more you know, fighting spirit, I would guess I would say there's a lot of apathy. And so I think that, you know, while it can be triggering, um, and I do think that there's a way to do it, I think it's because it's coming from a place of urgency. You know, we're seeing things that our grandparents would have literally, like my grandparents would have been raising hell right now, right? And so I think mm-hmm. that if we have content that's too um, that's too fluffy, I think there's a concern that there's going to be a slip. And we're at the point where this is a slippery slope and, and you know, they, they're messing with our mailboxes right now. You know what I mean? Like it, it's, it's kind of time out for the sparing of feelings and time in to do whatever it is that we have to do to get something done.
0: So I, I definitely agree with you. And I think the point, the standpoint that I'm exhausted of is the the conspiracy theory side of it.
1: Oh, yes. It's cloudy. Yeah. That,
0: that's the part that, like, brings me down. Because, I, really, I want to believe that people aren't that stupid. Yeah! <laughs> like, like minute, and I know, that I... Sounds, <laughs> I know that sounds harsh. No, I was and...
1: thinking it in my head, so I oh, that's why I <laughs> laughed. Like...
0: like, I know that sounds harsh, but I'm telling you, like, I... I read things sometimes and I'm like,
1: where's the law? This makes
0: sense to you. Right. Like, like, the honestly, it's like <laughs> this where- makes sense to you. And, um,
1: but that's on and, purpose. Though.
0: And I'm, I'm I am, I want to be clear that I am very all for, um, free thinking. I'm all for, um,
1: different perspectives different and
0: perspectives. And, um, agreeing to disagree I'm I actually I love hearing other people's perspectives especially people who may not agree with me because I can learn from that person I may I still may not agree with you at the end of the conversation but I could maybe learn something from you in that disagreement so I love that but there has to be I feel like there has to be common sense behind it like like if you can give common sense reason why you feel the way that you feel and why it's just like but how does that make sense to you like how do you get from a to b because i feel like you went to like from Mm. a to
1: s and then skip to z because you couldn't prove your point the first time
0: right and so i'm like and i just i truly want to believe that people are not that stupid and then i feel like every day somebody proves me wrong and it's just it, it literally depresses me because i feel like is there hope for the world? <laughs> because there, there is so much stupidity.
1: But also think about this, that like, you know, I uh, I was reading an article um, that was saying that Camilla um, um, Harris and Joe Biden were briefed on some of the misinformation that's coming out of Russia and other places and things like that. And they mentioned that there's an uptick. So we also have to be cognizant that this is on purpose. Like, there's people out there that are trying to depress us so that we don't feel the, you know, urgency to go out and, and, and be active, right? Like, because that's the point. If you're F- apathetic and if you're depressed and you're hearing all of this misinformation and things like that, then, you know, and it's targeting African-Americans more than, you know, than, than from the article that I was reading, at least that's what it's saying, is that they're trying to impersonate more African-American communities with that trash. So I think that that's something that you're feeling a symptom of that a little bit right and we don't mm-hmm. ever want to think that like oh it's not happening in my community it's not happening in mine but I went on my Facebook page and one of my sorority sisters had shared she shared something that literally was something that looked straight out of you know a a bot farm and I was like oh my god we got no no you know what I mean like you know and that's kind of crazy to me that like well, that's happening
0: I think and- that's been the most shocking thing for me lately is that um, most of what I see that frustrates me is on Facebook and Facebook is where I have Mm -hmm. family and friends, but I mostly scroll and see, you know, what other people are doing with their lives being nosy. Um, and some of the things that I read and I'm like, what, (laughs) like, these are people in my life Mm -mm. that I'm like, or not necessarily in my life now, maybe directly, but at some point enough for me to add you on Facebook.
1: Right. You're in my circle um, somewhere. Like
0: Yeah. And and this is your brain really works that way. You really think that makes sense? You really think that's logical?
1: It I think it's heartbreaking sometimes, like when it's like when it's not, oh it's you you can't just drum it up to oh it's 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 propaganda. It's like, no no no, you just have a really warped way of thinking about shit. Like it's really depressing to think about that. Like and I think that that's why I posted something earlier um, where I said that so you have to be okay with cutting toxic relationships out of your life. I know that that sounds pretty harsh, like oh, don't cut out Granny. I'm not, you know, I'm not saying anything like that, but I'm saying to like reevaluate your relationships and say like, does this does having them on Facebook really give me any value? Like, you know, are they really going to notice if I like? not block them but like you know if i unfollow them and i don't see their posts anymore and stuff like that and then even thinking about it from an algorithm perspective am i getting shown this shit on purpose so that i'm being you know you know so that i can be like fed a certain storyline so as a marketer i'm always thinking about the purpose of content and what's happening on the back end right and that's really hard to think about is that you're getting constantly bombarded with this really negative really um, valueless, if you think about it, content, and to the point where you're like, I got to do something different. And I got to make my own source of, you know, content, because I know other people are feeling that way. Um, And you're right, which is why, you know, I started OG Afropuff. And um, it's just interesting that more of us feel that way. And I think it's going to continue to go down that road, um, unless we can get some kind of Empath- I don't know if we need an empathy course. Is that something we need to do? Like at the end of all of this, <laughs> like, do we need to say, you know, like, you know, constitutional course, you know, <laughs> like voting course, uh, you know, your you bill know. of rights and then your empathy course, make sure everybody can, you know, you know, do you know how to, you know, you know, how to be nice to people. You know what I mean? Like something, I don't know how to be, right. you know, how to be a good neighbor. Like, can we get Mr. Rogers back please or something? Like, I don't know, maybe, maybe, maybe there's there's more Mr. Rogers. Kids
0: there definitely needs to be something. I think that, um, the last few days I've been really saying like, you know what I think I just need to like deactivate my Facebook for a while, because that seems to be where the most of my, um, internal angst comes from. Mm -hmm. Um, so I feel like that's probably what I'm going to do is just kind of step out of that realm a little bit. Um, because I mean my Instagram and my Twitter those are more focused on this bluntly black girls my platform and so I've really curated those those platforms to be the things that I want to see mm-hmm. whereas Facebook is more like I said for family and friends mm-hmm. so I'm not necessarily following you or you know engaging with you because I really want to mm-hmm. I'm just catching up with people that may have entered my life at some point in time mm-hmm. and so a lot of them are being really negative and dumb right now. And so I just need to step back from that.
1: No, I've had, so much, <laughs> no, I've had so much fun. Like, so what was it like from your side? Cause like, I know from um, me, like you're like, like you're, you're really, um, like I haven't, like, I haven't seen like too much of your content before, before we reached out and stuff like that. So I, I started looking and I'm like, huh, oh, there's some really good, there's some really good points here. Like I was really interested to talk to you, you know, how did you feel on the other side you know, reaching out to me, because I think that there's, you know, I have pockets, but I'm not, you know, as well known as some of the other cannabis influencers that are out in this, you know, on the space right now. So, you know, what was it like from your perspective, um, like seeing the different, seeing, seeing the space now, I guess in 2020?
0: Um, well, I am also very, very, very new, like this is all very, very new. This will be, um, I think my sixth episode once it does go up. So, um, and then the all of this really just started in June. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had the idea since October, but it really I actually started doing it in June. And so when I ran out of friends who, who are black women that smoke, I was like, Okay, well now you need <laughs> to go find some other people out there that are black women that smoke and talk to them. Yes. Um and so I I don't remember how I found you exactly, but um, one, I loved your name. <laughs> and I was like, this is a great name. <laughs> Thank um, you. I think it was one of your, your pictures and you were holding a bong and you had the long braids and they were colorful. And I told you I've been really missing my colorful braids right now. Oh, yeah, and yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, oh, yeah. Really and so I really
0: liked that one. And it was like... It was just different, like
1: honestly, like I, I felt like it was i think it was it was time because I had been so caught up in these different um like even though I had grown up holistic and things like that, like my I grew up vegetarian and my granny was vegan and stuff like that, like you know i like the wholeness space has always been kind of my like where I've lived, but there were still these kind of more westernized ideas that kind of held me back from You know, from expressing myself truly the way that I wanted to. Um, And so when I became a medical cannabis patient, I I said, okay, so you're in cannabis now. You can shed that corporate, you know, skin and you can actually try to figure out what it is that you want to be because I was going through my healing journey as well, you know, with my PTSD. So it kind of forced me to kind of um, rethink what was important to me in life right? And so I was like, okay, do I want to have this persona that is something I always have to put on like a mask, right? Or do I want to have a persona where literally all I have to do is click record and start talking and just, right? right? And so that was the thing that was the difference. And I saw so much like, just like how we had that really genuine and authentic interaction about the phrase. I was genuinely excited to talk to someone about like the fact that I'm trying out these multicolored braids and I'm in this badass, like, you know, like belted, um, looking like a Yu-Gi-Oh! character, basically, with this bong, like, you know, know? I was like, you know, that's how I, that's how I envision myself. That's how I, that's how I am internally, like, when I'm not in work mode, corporate mode, whatever. And so I think that my... my inner voice like my inner Lizzie like McGuire person basically just it was a vibe people fucked with it and that's kind of what I thought about when I was coming up with OG Afropuff I was like okay all right Ebony so who is this person gonna be and so it's kind of like you're, you're thinking about you know you're 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 you know building it out in your head and you're like this is this is the me that's okay with having joints in my hair. In a big ass afro, right? Like super dope. Like yeah, I really with that, like first day they were like, that's kind of fucking dope. I was like, yeah. And I was like, okay, what kind of artistic things can I take to the next level? So OG Afro Puff, while it is about advocacy, while it is about educational content, it's my platform for being able to be expressive. And I think that black women need more opportunities to be more expressive. Be opportunity you know, be that opportunistic person, be that alternative girl person, be that you know entrepreneur right and be you though and so i'm so glad that you felt that when you were on my page like that's really what i want people to get when they're talking to me or like when they're like looking at that because it's like my whole person on the page
0: exactly like the first thing i remember one of the first things that i thought um when i seen the picture was like oh this girl's weird <laughs> and i mean that in the, as the greatest compliment ever right. because I love weird because I feel like if you're weird I feel like you can be more authentically you because people call things weird that are like not the standard
1: mm-hmm.
0: and if that if, if me being weird means I'm not this cookie cutter person and I'm not always trying to fit into this specific hole that is going to eventually drive me crazy and make me sad and depressed and Feel unworthy all the time, then yeah, I'll be weird if it means I don't have to deal with that stuff. Like mm-hmm. I love that. I take that as a compliment. And so when I seen the picture, I was like, yes, yes. I love this. And be- this feels like my <laughs> people. Like, <laughs> like this feels like someone who is weird and embraces their weirdness and loves their weirdness and wears it as a badge of courage. And so I was like, okay, so this is a good person to follow because really that's what I was looking for at first. I was like, let me just go find like one person a day to go follow that I feel would be somebody I want to build a community with. Oh. And you were one of those people. And I was like, yes, she fits, she fits the build. Now let me follow her. Let me, you know, see what she's talking about, yeah. see what kind of things she likes, go from there. And then, so when I hit you up, I was like, okay, this is the idea that I think would speak to you. Mm-hmm. And here we are.
1: <laughs> I and love I love it. it. No. And I love it too, because it's like, I I think that you didn't beat around the bush when you were talking to me about it. You were just like, this is my, you know, this is my pitch, bam, let's do this. And it was so like, straight to the point. I respect that so much. Like, I don't like it when people try to like, you know, sweet talk me into things. Like you were just like, this is what I want to do. And I respected that so much. I wanted to like, talk to you and see what you were about. And then when I was listening to some of your other content, I was like, this is someone who cares about the industry. This is someone who is thinking on a different wavelength than just bongs and joints, right? Like she's trying to use cannabis as more of a catalyst versus using it as the end all be-all, right? Like you're you're right. you're trying to use different you're trying to interpret cannabis in a different light, um different perspective. And I do and I like that. So that's I that you're definitely someone who would be um part of my uh part of my network part of part of my tribe there because it's like you 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 fit in in that sense like I feel I feel like you would be like cool with me or my sister like I just feel like that's kind of right thank you oh
0: if if we did have video then you would see a big old cheesy smile on my face
1: right now that makes
0: me so happy when I'd be talking about it with like some of my friends and family, be like, Yeah, that's the idea I have, but you know, I know what I wanna do, but I just haven't done it or I haven't like fully thought everything out yet. And I know that a lot of people were like, Well, I mean, how are you gonna talk about cannabis all the time? Mm -hmm. I was like, No, I don't I don't want it to be about cannabis. Mm -hmm. I want it to be about black women who smoke cannabis. Like that's the ancillary part of it to me. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love to smoke, and it is a huge part know, of my life.
1: Like it's not like your only thing. It's like like there's some right. people you don't know, like. That's the only thing they do is smoke, and you're like, bro, that's cool, but right. you know, but you need something I'm a deeper. Singer, I'm a black woman. Yeah, you need <laughs> something deeper. And,
0: yeah, and I was like, and I so I just want to go talk to other black women smokers, and like, let's make friends. <laughs> let's let's show people that you don't have to do it in secret, and just because you smoke, like. I don't want to sound cocky, but I'm smart as shit. Or at least I think I am. I don't know everything, but I know some shit. So (laughs) we need to break this stereotype of, oh, if you smoke, you're a hood rat. Or you'll never amount to anything. Like, no, I actually do some of my absolute best work while high.
1: Well, I think people, that's, and that's where some of my content comes in from the medical cannabis standpoint, is that I try to give people more, um, think about it in a different way. So funny story with um, how I actually got into the industry, it, it was kind of, a, I, I kind of felt a similar way to you um, that the content that I was that I was seeing was very sexualized. It was very hollow. I was like, hmm, I mean, that's fine sometimes, but like it can't be everything, right? It can't be the only type of content that's available. And then when I was looking for African-American faces or at least, you know, faces of color, I was seeing very, very few. And, and that's one thing that I will say that I love about the cannabis industry is that the the black uh, content creators that I've that I've worked with or that I've seen or I or, or I just support in general, they've all been very, very, very down to earth and very sweet and very kind. Mm-hmm. And that's not just the Chicago people, that's also the that's folks exactly. in California, that you know what I'm saying? Like there's the people in like Colorado. like there's some really down to earth people in this industry that are black that are kicking ass and it, and I think that if you continue to do what you're doing which is to reach out be authentic talk to them you know straight and tell them that this is what I've got going on this is my idea and have some things behind the scenes to show them hey this is what it is I feel like people will, will take you seriously and will try to work with you like if they think you're on some on some you know hollow shit then they might be like yeah I mean they might have that hesitancy, but if you're coming to them, telling them, Hey, I want to, I want to pay it forward. I actually want to do some work and you actually do the work. Like they will fuck with you. And I think that that's one thing I do like, there's not this competitiveness. It's almost like this support, like let's pass it, let's pass it, let's pass it. it. And so that means that you then as a content creator have that same responsibility then to pay it forward. So when you reached out, you were like, Hey, let's do this i was like let's go so that's the kind of you know what i'm saying like that's how you have to do it and so for you then on the back end and i know you're going to do this because you seem like that type of person but then it's up to you to pay it forward then so that when you're at that point where you're growing and someone needs a chance and you and you keep that that energy is similar then you know what i'm saying you got to pay it forward and give them a chance
0: building community is the only way that we can um really get to where we want to be as a people Mm
1: -hmm. um
0: we have to take care of ourselves like i truly believe that um i don't think that we can wait for anything to be given to us we're gonna have to go out there and get it our damn selves Mm -hmm. and while we're doing that that means bringing all of us with us (laughs) like Mm -hmm. so while you're out there getting it for you bring the next person with you because that's the only way that we're going to be able to win this fight So, Highness Queen OG Afro Puff hey. Ebony Raven has come through to smoke one with us today. Um, she is amazing. We just we just sat here and chatted a little bit before uh, recording and had just a little, really great, uplifting conversation. Let me say, <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, she's a cannabis visual artist and marketing professional. Absolutely, I. Just from our again from our little conversation, you can definitely tell she is a marketing guru. Um, so please make sure to go follow her. I'll include all of her handles and everything in the show notes. Um, but get some tips and tricks for from this marketing guru because she just gave me some put me up on some game. Um, but otherwise, tell us tell us a little bit uh, about yourself.
1: Hey, this is OG AfroPuff. Um, I wanted to just say thank you so much for giving me an opportunity to talk to you today about just like what I do in the industry and just like, it's been a pleasure just like kind of chatting with you before this and getting to know you and stuff like that. Like it's been super fun. Um, I, I've just, I think one of the things that I've learned the most about being in this industry is that um, when, you, when you find good energy, you stick by it, right? So I hope that we're able to, uh, you know, continue um, you know, to talk, you know, about cannabis in a more holistic and more, um, spiritual and uplifting way. And I think that that kind of leads into some things that you, that you feel as well for your platform. So I definitely see some commonalities and, and I hope that we can uh, continue to collaborate.
0: Definitely. Like I was saying, I feel like I'm always a little bit anxious before I get on with somebody that I've never talked to before. Um, but I feel like we immediately started to vibe, and same. that makes me so happy.
1: No, no, it makes same. me <clears throat> no same here. Yeah. Like I, I feel like it's kind of like uh, I I was talking to one of my um I was talking to to one of my friends and she was just like I feel like when you find that person like that you really vibe with like you kind of need to hold on tight. I was like yeah I feel like that's the same you know I feel like the same like you you know um you keep energy you keep authenticity you kind of like you can kind of see what they're about and stuff like that. So I think that that, like, you know, I think mutually we kind of saw that, you know, we both kind of had similar feelings about the industry, which I thought was really dope.
0: Absolutely. I agree. So tell us a little bit about yourself.
1: So I am actually a, like, I think you you actually hit a lot of the the, the points really well. Like I'm a visual artist uh, within the cannabis industry. So um, most of my content is geared around, um, kind of providing my social commentary about either my healing journey with PTSD um, from the perspective of a, you know, of, of an African American woman in in the Midwest, uh, who happens to be a cannabis patient, right, who has this kind of more like professional persona. So it's like you kind of feel that she the 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 visuals it's always trying to break out of that mold break free of that stereotype that's always thrusted upon us right that we have to that we are a certain way because we have you know like i think you mentioned this before like you know different braids or that we smoke or that we do these different things right like it's it's almost like a slap in the face to oh you thought that you know i couldn't do these things watch me prove you wrong and watch me do it ten times better than you ever could have dreamed of doing it, right? Like I think that's kind of what I want. That's the vibe, you know. It's very, it's very. There's, there's anger, there's frustration, but there's upliftment, and then there's empowerment. So it's kind of giving It's kind of channeling that anger into something um, more productive and more um, holistic for myself, which is take, you know, that anger, disperse it and put it towards something creative and cannabis helps me to channel those feelings those memories that trauma that developmental trauma and and sexual assault like like i actually feel like i'm getting some very healing um i think my photo shoots allow me to to get rid of some of that energy i shed it every time i take my photos through the editing process and that is
0: Yeah, I I completely agree with you. Um, Trying to navigate uh, professional corporate worlds and being Black and being a woman and being a cannabis user. um, It is a hard road to travel. It is an interesting road to travel. And uh, it can turn into anger. um, And doubt of Mm -hmm. self-worth because you're trying to conform to these standards that other people are trying to tell you that you need to be to be worthy um so yeah i i applaud any black woman Mm -hmm. on her journey of self cannabis discovery Mm -hmm. um it's a it's a hard road but it's a wonderful world and it's a it's it's a pretty fun journey i mean Mm -hmm. i like being high (laughs) what are you smoking today
1: honestly i'm actually smoking on some um jenny kush so i feel like i had like this burst of like um creative and like intense energy and then i um so i needed something to kind of mellow me down a little bit so jenny was really good about helping me feel less um intense and in the moment um and it allowed me to say okay so like think about it like just take five minutes you know surf on you know like surf on reddit for like five minutes surf on you know YouTube see what's happening and, and come back to it later and it's okay so like not always feeling so guilty about taking time for myself which I feel like especially as the as, as a uh, as a black woman who was the oldest like you kind of you know that responsibility always be you know like it like I, I kind of have this hyper vigilance about myself sometimes and so I need things that are gonna wind me down.
0: Um let's do I always like to do a quick temperature check. So how has your mental health been this week? How has your week been?
1: Um it's been really good. Lately I have just been kind of focusing on um trying to center my center myself. So I actually came up with a uh project for a initiative for um supporting black um auxiliary businesses in the area for cannabis. And so um Part of what I'm doing is channeling some of that anxiety that I had during the the previous week with all of the outages and um, things like that. And so I'm trying to, so I was about a, out of five, I was, I was okay, but I could see myself rising. And so I decided that I was going to start putting myself, my energy towards, um, activities that I could, um that I could work on, right. Like actively work on. And so we're doing an educational um, series. I, you know, we're still in the talks and things like that. And then things are still in the works, but um, it's definitely something that I'm excited to partner up with a couple local businesses here in Chicago. So um, let's do, de- you know, I, I, I think that my mental check has been um, eh. <laughs> but so, so I was like, so I'm like, okay, so, so I'm in, an eh, and so I'm kind of like, I'm kind of, you know, we're kind of dropping. We better do something, and so now I'm going from eh to uplifted. So I'm, I'm, I'm getting there. It's not. Um, hopefully by Friday we'll be at uplifted. Right now we're somewhere between um, lighting the incense and uh, someone just blew out one of my candles. So I'm, kinda, <laughs> you know, I'm trying to just relight it and get it back running.
0: <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I mean, you know, I think acknowledging the the middle ground is like. It's super important, and acknowledging at the same time that things are going to get better as long as I continue to keep pouring into myself what I need, because it's very easy to concentrate on the lows. It's very easy to concentrate on the highs, but that that middle ground is also pretty treacherous too. You know, one step left, one step to the right can be can make a huge difference.
1: And then that's where that paralysis kind of comes in sometimes, mm-hmm. right? Because we're like, both choices seem great. Both choices seem like they're going to be helpful. And then, you know, you you kind of step towards one. It's like when you're putting your chest piece down in chest, right? Like, you're like, I don't know about that. And so it's almost like, no, 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 no. You put it down. So now you got to actually, that's the move. That's the move. Like that, yeah, check. So, and then you're, they're just waiting to pounce on you, right? right? I think that that's where some of that kind of anxiety comes in where it's like, I can't make that move one way or another, because if I do, then I'm going to have, you know, I'm going to miss out on this, on this great opportunity the other way. And so I feel like what I've done to kind of supplement that a little bit with this project um, is that I'm trying to be very, just, just very methodical. And I think that's kind of where that marketing content creation piece and be very Um, very dedicated. So not letting things run away from me, not letting things get too overwhelming, you know, learning my limitations and just run and saying, this is it. This is where this stuff needs to stop, right? Like, and being very honest with myself. And I think that's really hard to have if you haven't had that initial healing process. Like I've had so many slip ups, honestly, before getting here. And so many times where I fucked up and so many times where I've missed an like missed an interview or missed a deadline or missed a appointment with the client and like, oh my God, what, what the fuck am I doing, right? And so then you start to doubt yourself. You, you have insecurities, you have these things and then you talk to another client and they're like, holy shit, I used your system and it actually worked. Like I actually, like my content is making sense. Like people are understanding my, like where, where my messaging is coming from. They understand the big picture. And so it's having to take a look back and look at those mistakes and say, what am I doing different? What am I missing? And so I think that that middle ground allows you to take inventory of what was happening when you were doing great and what was happening when you were doing really bad. And so then it's up to you then like what we're doing here in quarantine right now, I feel like is that we're not overexerting ourselves to the max, but we are trying to keep, you know, active and keep on a good wavelength so that, you know, when things do get up and moving and running we're not sitting there like oh my god i've been sitting this whole time and i don't know what the fuck i'm going to be doing like you know what i mean like there's got to be a middle ground so i feel like we're kind of on the same page with that like that's that's kind of what my hope is you know it's it's not always um perfect but that's the that's that's kind of the general message i'm trying to get down during quarantine you know how do i be okay when shit's not happening <laughs>
0: i definitely agree um I've been going a little stir crazy, uh, a lot stir crazy. And when I get bored for too long, I almost slip into a depression where I fighting to get out of that is 10 times worse than fighting to get out of it when you're in that middle ground. So I've been trying to find ways to um, fight it before it happens. (laughs) Let's, Let's start figuring out things now before you really get down into the nitty gritty place that you don't like. And then, uh, it's easier to crawl to where you're trying to go
1: one of the one of the pieces that I actually made during quarantine um, it actually talked about how you know, through isolation, we have a choice between creativity and chaos and you know, and I said that I chose both, and I think that that's kind of what it what it is is that isolation naturally is um unhealthy. It's naturally not what human beings are supposed to do. Um, because what I know when I was taking my courses for speech pathology, like they even mentioned it, they were like, we literally developed, you know, language because we had a, a a direct need to want to talk to each other. You know, to the point where we even have things like mirror neurons where if you yawn, then I yarn. And then, you know what I mean? Like the like brain you know, we pick up on it. And and so I think that the fact that we haven't had the same amount of interactions and the same amount of social, you know, interactions. I think that that's that's where that chaos comes in, but I also think that there's opportunities for creativity there also because it also means that we're not fully inundated in these communities that are toxic, right? Like our uh, like our social groups, our family networks, our you know our sorority networks, our fraternity networks, whatever you're doing, you know what I mean? Like your work, right? Like you're you're in your home doing your work. If you're if you're privileged enough to have that opportunity um, or there's not a lot of traction foot traffic the way that it used to be, you're you're getting a lot more time to get to know yourself. Mm -hmm. Right. And so there's not that expectation that, well, I'm you know, I got to have that corporate head on. I got to have that corporate face on. I gotta go outside and I gotta make sure that like, I can't have my color braids in because then that little old lady is gonna give me this face like, oh, here she comes. You know what I mean? Like there's those social expectations that aren't being met now that we can start to be more like ourselves. So my hope is that when we come out of quarantine, um, we're gonna have a lot more um, freedom to be who we were and be who we are now kind of during that time of reflection.
0: I think that would be the most amazing because I think a lot of what people go through is um, an internal struggle just to fit in. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think if we as a community focused more on being who we are and being good people, Mm -hmm. things would be very different. So I I agree. I hope that, that this moment of pause this period of rest that we have all been forced into brings us back to wanting to be individuals instead of wanting to be one um, hive mind this robot version of what someone else is telling us we should be
1: and it's funny like it's funny you mentioned that because I feel like that's kind of the um that's the frustrating piece is that you know the things that are. The things that our our parents and grandparents were complaining about, you know, beauty standards wise or social standards wise or whatever are completely different than what we're talking about today. But there's still that judgment, there's still this unwavering judgment and um, unwavering, like lack of empathy about people growing and making their own decisions and, you know, creating their own narratives and, and creating their own families, right, that aren't centered around um, conforming, and I think that's something that is frustrating a little bit for me is that I, I think that, like, you know, seeing some of these arguments that are happening about people trying to explore whether it's um, whether it's cannabis or um, I don't know, other aspects like, I, I feel like that's one thing I have liked about quarantine is that we have had a little bit less of that. Um, absolutely. Because this is like, this is, it's like, why, like, why be that way? Like, why, why not give somebody a chance, an opportunity to make a mistake to, like, I, I feel so, I feel like I'm disappointed because I feel like the generations that are coming after us are so stressed out and so, like, so demoralized because they're always put in this, on this, like, you know, they have to be unwaveringly right and unwaveringly just every time like they don't have any places to just be themselves and just be right without having this kind of fuck it attitude and I feel like we need to embrace and be more um holistic about stuff like that because that adds up when you're always constantly put in this like scapegoat mentality right like you're always put in this like like let's come at you and and that's really like I don't know. Have you noticed that? Like I feel like in cannabis, we we try to be more holistic. But I've noticed that in outside niches, that like that's what some of the that's what some of the people are coming in and saying that like I'm using cannabis as a way to escape that judgment. I think that the there was like a couple of things that you said that I like
0: inform what I want to say. So first, let me say this: I've I've said for years that um, if people just didn't go out of their way to be mean. Like and that Mm -hmm. and that doesn't even mean you necessarily have to be nice because being nice takes effort. Now, do I think Mm -hmm. people should be nice? Absolutely. But being nice takes effort, but so does being mean. It's <laughs> Like that takes yeah. effort. So just Im- I feel like imagine what world we would live in if people just didn't go out of their way to be mean, to be cruel, to demean, to make somebody feel less than. And then on top of that, because that's how people are, they go out of their way to be mean. The the receiving end of that is that others feel like they can't be true to themselves because then they'll have to deal with this ridicule or being called stupid or being called whatever. Um, I do think that the generations uh, underneath, because I'm also a millennial, I'm, I just turned 31. Um, I feel like the generations under us do have more pressure, but I think that they are handling it better than I probably would have handled it at that same age during these same things happening.
1: Yes, I definitely feel that. Like, I just, I, I think I'm, I think I'm kind of more on the, um, I think I'm more of the notion of we need to be embracing them and like giving them like as much like upliftment as possible. And that's kind of where some of those positive affirmations come from on my side. Like, it's kind of like, you know, you, you, you don't be so hard on yourself, right? Like, don't be so like, don't let all of these negative things, you know, from people who literally had it easier than you, you know, generations before, right? Like, don't don't take that negativity and internalize it and make that you right you are you are powerful you are strong you are resourceful you are competent and you shouldn't let other people make you feel any kind of way just because there's a spotlight on you and i think that if we had more of that you know uplifting mentorship versus this kind of like tough love all the time like i grew up with that tough love that's there's a time and a place right but i think Coming from the cannabis lens, we need to be more holistic in our collaborations and in our paying paying it forward because we saw that we didn't get that mentorship always the way that we needed it to be. And we saw that the generations that came before us weren't as inclusive as they could have been and scapegoated a lot on us. We were always the lazy millennials, right? Even though we had student loans up the butt, and with, you know, side hustles and this, that, and the third, Right. And so I think that, you know, that's something that I'm doing as an initiative this year is that I'm actually working with uh, one or two influencers. I already uh, I'm working with one and I'm trying to figure out who my second person is going to be. But I want it to be someone who is um, younger than me working in the industry and needs some of that marketing or influencer um, help. So that's kind of one way I'm trying to pay it forward is that. I'm trying to offer a mentoring leave so that if someone is trying to do, um, you know, like maybe even something similar, they're just trying to, you know, find out what, how to navigate. Um, let's use some of that recruiting experience of mine, put it to use and let's help you out. You know what I mean? That kind of thing, right? Let's pay it forward. So um, because, uh, you know, because um, you're also new to this industry, if, um, if one of your listeners wants to, you um, Wants to reach out to me and stuff like that, and ask, um, you know, if you if you have someone in mind or anything like that, or if you know of someone who maybe you think might be a good good fit, uh, go ahead and let me know, and I can see what I can do to kind of just send some resources or just kind of offer that that kind of that kind of ear, so that if they need someone to kind of bounce ideas or just you know, hey, it's going to be okay. Like let's cut let's cut through this and let's make it happen. Like that's kind of what I want to do, also. That
0: is amazing. I hope everybody hears that. In case you didn't, let me reiterate. She's <laughs> offering to help um and use her recruiting and marketing knowledge. Cause like I said, she already gave me some gems. So are what are, what's the generation Gen Z, right?
1: Um, yep Gen Z. So if you're part of Gen Z and you want to um kind of learn about how to like either be a marketer or learn how to be re- like a recruiter or kind of understand what those job spaces look like, or you know if you just need general help with that. um let me know. Plus, I've got like uh, seventy four hundred connections on LinkedIn. So hopefully if we can't, you know, <laughs> maybe we can point you in the right direction, even if I don't know, right? So that's kind of what um that's kind of what my platform is supposed to do, right? So, um, let's see if we can make some uh, connections happen
0: there you go that is what community building is all about that is what <laughs> black girls and og afropuff is all about building community for us not us.
1: Yep. Yeah. no and i was gonna say like and because if we don't then no one else will because we see that the protection for black women is uh subpar lately and uh i think that that's been uh, or hard.
0: non-existent
1: well, I was being nice, but you're right. It's been non existent. I've just was I was just trying to be nice for the listeners. <laughs> you know, positive. Let's let's be blunt about it. Let's be <laughs> legit here. But no, like it. and so and I feel like that means that I have to then if I have um knowledge or if I have rope to to throw back and say, Hey, here, let's start walking up this 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 hole together, right? Like if I'm halfway up the you know from the hole and I'm still climbing, right? I you know, I can't be afraid of Someone else at the bottom of the of the of the rope, right? Like that doesn't make sense. Like it, you you you, you do like like um like what is the name of that one Disney movie? Like um Emperor's New Groove, and you work together and you get guys both get the fuck out of the hole, right? You work to fucking (laughs) together, and you know and. I feel that like like I'm actually gonna I'm actually coming up with a video for it where pull the lever uh, and it's like and I'm just trying to figure <laughs> out when you do an edible and you're like and you're like oh I don't feel nothing yet. Uh, all right, pull the lever crap and then that's the and then you come out and you're like oh, no.
0: Yes, yes, that's exactly <laughs> how the edibles feel because it feels like oh my god and they said pull the lever and you just go
1: wait. And you feel it in your soul too. Cause it's like two day. and ed- like, now I'll tell you. So, um, I actually, um, I made some, um, lemon cookies the other day. And so, cause I actually, um, this is a fun tip for you guys also. If you guys are dry herb vapors, um, you can actually use your byproduct to uh create edibles for yourself as well. So uh, pro tip. Um, but yes, it, it's one of those things where I like I literally um I had a little bit too much CBN, I think, in uh in the butter. Um, the way that the way I did the temperatures. And so uh I was like, wow, this is great. And then next thing you know, a couple of hours, I'm like. Wow, this is still great. What did I do? That like, what did I do? Wait, what's going on? And the the rest of the day, I'm just sitting here like, this is the longest edible I've ever had in my life. What you know? And and so I got all this cleaning done. My you know, my house looked great. Like my husband came home. Like, what the fuck is wrong with
0: you? It was probably a very productive day.
1: But no, I was gonna say that like, I I think I've been kind of messing around with different content. Um, because during that session, like I said, I was able to get like two videos out and then they, I both dropped them on YouTube, uh, YouTube and WeTube and people were like, oh, that's kind of interesting. Like, so I think that that session gave me a lot of creative focus to like, try to figure out what am I missing? Right. Like, what am I missing? You can't be mad at that. I loved it. I loved the fact that I just needed to be like, I, I guess I just needed to be me and and not and not worry so much about like you know be hammy right like are you a Star Wars fan can I just ask that like I, um, I've seen like, them but uh if I started quoting quotes at you would you kinda of look at me funny like what is wrong? <laughs> like <laughs> uh
0: yeah but go ahead and throw it at me anyways.
1: Okay. <laughs> All right so I'm a big Star Wars fan. So you just to kind of a little bit of my backstory, like I like I actually met my husband through Star Wars. He had this like really cool um, metal punk like shirt on where like Darth Vader had like the guitar going and you know Leia was on the on the piano and shit it was kind of cool like so it so I love Star Wars Star Wars has been a thing that's been in my life since I was very small with my dad so that's been that was that's always been me with Star Wars and so one of the characters that I loved the best was the Emperor I know people are like kind of huh that's kind of like that's not the, the character people always assume but like it's because he's this hammy ass bastard that's literally like I don't care what you think I'm going to take over the Senate. I'm going to rule the galaxy for like 10,000 years. And I'm gonna do that and, you know create another guy to replace me. And I'm gonna do this all while being a total ham this whole time. Like it's just like, like, just this overly expressive character and he's wearing all of these prosthetics. And he's like, no, no, you're the, you know and it's just like that's, and so I realized that when I put more of that into my content and more of that me, factor into the content people fucked with that they said this bitch is like you said it you said it she's kind of weird but i fuck with that like you know she's kind of weird but i kind of fuck with it like she's kind of she's she's kind of a she's kind of intense but it's not boring you know what i mean
0: like like you said kind of weird but I it, fuck with it like because it's authentic like i have no idea yeah. who that is and i've actually seen I'm pretty sure i've seen all the movies uh so
1: he's the one he's the one that like he's the uh hooded one that they threw down the uh shoot that vader threw down the shoot in return of the jedi
0: nope don't remember that
1: damn okay well okay oh. so let me ask you this last thing because i'm a nerd so you know just throw this throwing this out there are you into anime or manga no comic books
0: no my dad would know what you were talking about. My cousin probably knows exactly what you're talking about. And they're probably my cousin's gonna listen to this and she's gonna be like, what the fuck have I talked about? Nothing.
1: <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> okay. So I've got a good I've got a good um I've got I've got some suggestions if you're interested with quarantine. Um so that's one thing that I'm trying to spread is the is the joy of nerdy of nerdy um behavior, right? Cause it's fun. It sucks you in. And um one of the um one of the things that I've, I've really been interested in is Tower of God. So it's it's a drama uh, anime. And so it's actually from Korea, like it's a it's a webcomic and things like that. And so um, there, these characters, even though it's only like, I think it's like 10 episodes or like 12 episodes, but it's really intense. And the animation style is a little bit different. So if you have time, then that might be a good one. And then Agretsky is a good entry to anime, I think, and that one's on Netflix. And it's about literally our life as corporate, uh, like ladies in corporate trying to you know, maneuver misogynistic bosses, you know, trying to maneuver love life, trying to maneuver, trying to be yourself, overbearing parents, overbearing society. And it's this like panda, it's this red panda that all she wants to do is sing metal in the bathroom in karaoke.
0: This sounds interesting.
1: <laughs> that one, like, Agretsky is definitely one that I, I recommend. And one of my uh, colleagues, she was never into anime, manga. She doesn't really, she doesn't really, she's another, you know, uh, she's another professional of color. Like, she was like, Ebony, I kind of fuck with this. <laughs> I kind of she's like I kind of see you in a Gretzky like when she starts singing like metal in the bathroom randomly after like getting chewed out like I kind of see that in you like I was like well (laughs) thanks you know
0: I had a I had an ex who used to love anime like love watching anime and the few times he got to the Netflix remote before I did he would turn on. and I don't remember like now I can't remember what the name of it was but there was this one show that he was watching and I actually kinda got hooked on it. And he was about to turn it off like to go to sleep. I was like, I was watching that. <laughs> and he's like, What? And I was like, Well so- I just wanna know what happens. Like I didn't watch all these episodes now. Now I need to know what happens. Well girl. Like Right. So Exactly the, the anime may not be necessarily my thing, but the anime that I have watched has been pretty good like it it sucks you in
1: we need more diverse characters in anime though like I, I would I would love to see so like one of the things that I like to do is I like to cosplay so you brought up like I feel like we would we would be more interested in anime and manga if we had characters that we could kind of point to and say oh man like I relate to that story right like or I relate to that that scenario or that situation and I think that like that immersion factor with the content like that's what I try to emulate in some of my content with like the multicolored braids or you know looking like a like a Yu-Gi-Oh character with a bong right like or you know like that's because that's part of me that's part of my insides like that's like if you like if literally if they were to try to personify me into something it would literally be like (laughs) all of these different fandoms and I wanted to find ways to incorporate that with my cannabis content so I'm actually going to challenge you to watch one of those two shows that I mentioned and let me know what you think or are you into uh like detective um like stories like more of that like like James like back and forth like you know, this logic, that logic, like you seem like a very logical person to me. Like, I just, I feel like you love that kind of stuff.
0: I'm very much a like crime TV junkie. I love Clue. Um, I love Detective Anything. So yeah.
1: So I'm going to recommend one that I think is going to be more, this is the marketing part of me, like I'm segmenting you into my, into that niche a little bit. And so I'm going to recommend Death Note because it's a combination of a detective drama with some supernatural elements so the story premise is basically i've heard what is that on so net so it is on netflix um i think it's also on verve or Crunchyroll. so net. uh, death note is actually they they made it into an uh, um into a real life like a you know like a um not 2d um like a uh, movie and stuff like that. So like a, a real live action movie and stuff. But um Death Note's been around for a really long time. It's a little bit of an older um manga. And so basically the premise is is that light Yagami is this like regular, you know, kid who's basically uh, really smart. He's a he's I, I say he's a regular kid, but he's not. He's he's super smart. And logic and critical thinking are like super important to him. Like he's he's always looking for like justice. He wants to understand why things happen and um and he understands that life is not things aren't going the way that they should be in life and so that according to him and so he um he finds this death note and so this whole anime and manga is literally him you know playing these supernatural um logical games with this detective that literally has no uh like you know he's got this death note basically he can write anybody's name in and And that person will perish. Basically, they basically have to use all of their um, knowledge to fight this supernatural force. And so it's this, 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 this—you know—high school kid going up against this twenty-something-year-old detective, and it's just mind games back and forth. Oh well, I'm not the killer because I actually, you know, this person died like this, and so how could I have done that if I wasn't even in the room? Because the death note is a thing, right? So it's like trying to, you know, logic your way into figuring out why these things keep happening in Japan and trying to you know he even becomes part of the investigation so it's like he's playing these mental mind games throughout the series and then there's this uh shimigami which is basically like a grim reaper and he's just kind of like watching it eating apples the whole time um making commentary about how humans have all of these um constructs that don't make sense because they're not, you know, they they don't work for everyone. They only work for a subset, you know. Or and it's funny to him because we put so much emphasis in these structures, in these in these in these systems, just for a little boy to be able to break it with his Death Note, right? And so, it's really more of a methodical story. Um, and I think that sorry if I went a little bit longer on it, but it's just because
0: <laughs> um, that has. I don't know, it just looks, the name looks familiar to me. I feel like it may have, if it's on Netflix, it may have come in, in like, the, like,
1: suggested and stuff like that. Because, yeah, it just sounds
0: really familiar.
1: Yeah, no, it's a really good story. And so I feel like if you're into that kind of stuff or you're kind of into that, like, kind of, you know, how does this work and how does you know, like um like there's an and even the animation style is really intense and the music is really intense. So uh, I'm actually learning the Japanese opening for that uh anime so that I can sing it um on my YouTube channel. There you go. Yeah, I'll try that That's, one out.
0: That one sounds very interesting. Or it
1: nice. sounds like at least
0: if I'm gonna give something a try, it
1: <laughs> <laughs> that no, that's definitely one. Like, if you like, if you have like a good like indica, and you're just kind of on the couch, and you're just kind of like, you know what? I just need something to kind of get into and kind of zone into. That is a good one. Um, or if you're on a sativa, and you're kind of like, I need something to kind of hyper vigilant. You're like, well, wait, wait, wait. This fact, and then the the anime will bring you back in. So I have ADHD, so this is really great for me. Um, I can it, it helps me stay focused. Uh, this anime was very great for me growing up.
0: <laughs> yes,
1: I, <laughs> I love it. So like, even right now I'm looking at my microphone cause I'm uh, recording a song for my, um, I'm recording a song for OG Afropup and for, uh, and for my YouTube channel. Um, it's actually an Irish folklore and I plan to do it in all uh, colored grades. I, you know, like I wanted to kind of uh, subvert expectations. And so I wanted to do a very opera-ish uh, folklore um, that was more inspired by like this Irish, you know, like I said, it's Irish folklore, right? So it's like, you're not expecting someone who looks like me to sing that and to sing it very well, you know, cause I have, I'm classically trained. And so that's kind of my project this, uh, this month, and this week is that I want to, for my art, I want to, um, showcase different parts of me, um, in a fusion alongside other parts of me, so like my fandoms alongside my my cannabis, or my my culture alongside my um, my music. You know what I mean? Like my art alongside my trauma. Like I wanted to showcase how those things came together to become the the the, the thing that's on the page or the or the sound that's coming out of my mouth, right? So I don't know. What do you think? Is that too, is that too edgelord? I was kind of an edgelord back in the day. So I try to hone that a little bit in and then try to, try to lean that back. Like not be so, not be so edgy all the time.
0: Well, no, I think you have to, um, what has gotten you here is being true to what you feel. And if that's what you feel, then that's what you gotta do.
1: I feel that. I think sometimes there is still that, like I think with my there is Oh art, no, I completely still-
0: agree. Cause I do the same thing. I had to talk myself out of- um, I I finished editing um an episode a couple of days ago and I really wanted to have somebody else listen to it before I actually like posted it and I was like no mm-hmm. why don't do it that's what you always do you always get so worried about mm-hmm. well maybe you missed something maybe it's not right like. And I'm not saying that other people's opinions don't matter. Like, yes, I do want feedback. Um, I do want to hear what other people's thoughts are about something, but I feel like I come from it from a standpoint of approval, mm, and,
1: not just like an editing or like a like looking for those small details, yeah. but more so like, like I, I feel, feel like it. I. I am trying to teach
0: myself that I don't need somebody else's approval to do something that feels right to me. And mm-hmm. so I'm like, no, you feel like it's done. So just post it. And then I feel wait that. for somebody, wait for the feedback to come to you. But by then you've already, like you've already done it.
1: No, I feel that because like at that point it's, it's less about trying to, cause I think it's that we're trying to, I was actually watching a, another, um, healthcare professional, she was talking about, um, she was actually talking about sexuality more so, but I think it kind of applies here as well. But she talked about how fear most of the time is not an actual um, feeling of like, you know, oh my God, you know, this. I, I'm you're afraid of how people are going to react to you. And you're afraid of how that reaction, what that consequence is going to look like. And I think that as Black women, um, we're held to this standard where we kind of have to be, um, be ourselves sometimes because we're being like, like you mentioned it, there's a lot of hypercritical. Yeah. Um, attitude. we have to be perfect. And if we're not, then we're, we are, like you said, we're ghetto, we're ratchet, we're this, right. we're that. And it's like, there's no room for mistakes. There's right. no room for like, like guided meditation or guided you know like mentorship through the process yeah and I think that it's that I think that it kind of translates to corporate life as well I mean I don't want to you know sound too I don't want to take away from that but like I think that there there is this high expectation and that's why I tried with OG pup to be a little bit more like you know what let's just let's just get through it let's 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 learn from it let's move on let's go through it let's let's acknowledge it but let's not hold on to it and make this a guilt trip right? That, oh, you're such a bad person because of all these things that you've done wrong in your life on the back end. Like, you you have to be able to forgive and give yourself, you know, that forgiveness, right? Because somebody could have forgiven you, you could have, you know, like, you could have heard it, but then you're still dwelling on it. You're still dwelling on the fact that, like, if I don't do these things and someone's going to judge me, like, we have to be kind to ourselves and say that, that, opinion of someone else is none of my business and i can't let that define who i am because my identity is strong and i know that regardless of what this other party feels like over here my identity is still firmly rooted in what well, i me. yeah exactly and so i think that you're starting on that because you're saying i'm not going to ask for somebody's approval to do this thing because it's going to be dope regardless because I wouldn't have put it out. Me, as a content creator, I wouldn't have put this out unless I was sure of it. Right. Or unless that I, you know, unless, like, because that's it, right? Because that's it's challenging people saying that we're not competent. It's an underhanded way of trying to say that this demographic is not competent, so we have to, you know, constant vigilance on them, right? Like constantly judge, constantly be this, that, and the third, or at least that's how I've interpreted it, and I don't appreciate it. I don't like it. I don't want people treating me like that. And if I have, whether I'm wearing one different color braid in every fucking strand of my head, that doesn't take away from the knowledge that's coming out of my mouth.
0: Yeah, and I think the one thing that I've I've learned, especially from being in corporate America, um, is that you can do absolutely everything right and they'll still find something wrong with it.
1: Everything so, you could do, every um, right.
0: so that 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 has been drilled into my head, um, not not through somebody telling it to me, but through actual actions. And so I've gone to the point where it's like, well, let's stop worrying about how they feel then, because it's never going to hmm. be enough. So how about we just worry about how much is enough for you? For me,
1: I'm going to affirm that me, Ebony Raven, OG Afro Puff. I'm going to affirm that um, it's okay to just be myself. It's okay to just be me and the, the person that I am is going to resonate with people, whether it's on screen or off the screen. That's what I want. And you affirmed it today by saying what you did when you, when you talked about how um, you know how we met and, and this collaboration, and I really appreciate that. Yeah. Um, because that's really. something that I needed to hear too. Like that, that that nerdy, that that crazy like weirdo that I am is is like, you know, it's it, you know I can be that way and you know still have my blackness, still have my spirituality, still have my professionalism, right, and. Um, in a world that's constantly telling me that I'm not good enough.
0: Absolutely. um, Your your true self is definitely coming through um, in your brand, and it is celebrated.
1: I appreciate you, girl. I do, because I just, like, this and made my whole day, I appreciate you so much. Um, yeah.
0: My high blessing today, so okay. we've been basically talking about it all day, so I'm just, to sum everything um else that we've been talking about up my high blessing is that I extend grace to myself. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. Um
1: yeah. I've enjoyed talking to you. You have been a blessing to talk to. And yes, I it has um, been so much
0: perfect. fun. And we just it's yeah. just it's just been nice to sit here and vibe with somebody and just <laughs> vibe out.
1: I feel that especially now like I said this is so weird for me like I I am a a homebody by trade but um but I like to like but I like to have my but I have spurts where I'm like I want to go outside and so and my husband's just looking at me like I don't understand that energy but okay like let's you know (laughs) we'll figure something and so like we try to we try to be creative I am
0: naturally a I don't know if it's really a thing, but I call myself a social introvert. I mean, um, <laughs> yeah, like I would prefer to be by myself. Um, I have no problem with being by myself, but when I am out and about, or you know, dealing with people, I'm a very social person. Like I know how to turn
1: mm-hmm.
0: that introvertedness off, but I'd really more prefer to be introverted, and so.
1: Um, is it like that when you're smoking too? Like, are you, cause my, my husband, he'll kind of, he's, he's introverted a little bit. And then, but when he's out at like when he's doing butt tending or something, then he just switches it on. And I'm like, holy shit, this is like a different man. Like what, you know what I mean? And then when he smokes, he gets very extroverted, which is interesting. And so are you kind of similar where like you kind of have different, depending on your modes, or are you like legit, like you're just like, no like I prefer to be just
0: introverted. Um yeah, because I mean really most of the time when I'm smoking it's with some type of purpose. Um okay. and 9 times out of 10 I'm going to be doing that alone. So, I'd per- I, or I'd prefer to be doing it alone like so I I'll smoke before yeah. I get on my computer and then I'll just work for hours or whatever or I'll watch a movie by myself or whatever. Um, this, this quarantine has done nothing for my introvert.
1: Um, you said really this awesome. is fine. Wait, what are my right. friends I am <laughs> Wait I been preparing this my whole life? Well, and I think this, uh, I feel like that's the thing like for us too, is that we're gamers over here. So I'm like literally sitting at my uh, PC set up, like right now, and like, you know, this is, I'm pretty set up. Like this is the, yeah. I just need canned goods and toilet paper, right? right? Exactly. Like to stock up or something, you know, if this you know, we'd be all right. But, um, I feel that. But when I'm
0: out and about and I'm around people, like, I just, it's very easy for me to talk. It's very easy for me to interact. Um, I've always been kind of the sarcastic class clown a little bit. Um, so it's very easy for me to interact with other people, Mm -hmm. but really deep down, I'd rather just be at home. (laughs) Um. before we get out of here, I want to ask our random ask question. Yes. And so pick a number between four and 20 and I will ask you a random ask question. Let's do 16. 16. What's your favorite letter?
1: Oh, okay. Um. So... This might be a little bit weird, but I I actually have uh, an affinity for uh for the letter uh for the letter S because I think it's interesting. Um it's also my um I also my my last name uh it starts with a, starts with an S. And then um I love like snakes and, and shit like that, even though my granny was like terrified of snakes. I actually like them okay. So um I've always attuned it with Slytherin. So <laughs> I I feel like that kind of works. <laughs> I feel like if I feel like I would be the one person in Slytherin that's like, no, guys, no. Like voldemort's <laughs> just fucking with us. Like let's just smoke this shit and call it a day. Like we we're we like like let's what what are we doing? Like <laughs> like I'd be that person. Slytherin smoke team. Right. We
0: Yeah, I always get Slytherin when I take the little tests and stuff. I always get Slytherin. <laughs>
1: I do too, but I feel like that's because I do like, I feel like that's because I'm coming at it with a corporate lens. So I feel like if you're in corporate, you're Slytherin.
0: That may be true. <laughs> that may be true. I can see the correlation now. <laughs> that is hilarious. We're
1: part, of the, we're part of the hive now. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, there you go.
0: Random ass question. Your favorite letter is S. Yeah. <laughs> Um, do you want to throw out your guest, con- uh, your contact information real quick? Where can yes.
1: Find so, so if you guys are interested in seeing any of my content, um, then the best place to follow me is on Instagram. Um, I actually, um, uh, talk to, um, people very, uh, very regularly on the, on the app there. So, uh, like I said, if you're interested in asking questions directly or anything like that, that's best. That's the best place to reach me. Um, if you want to email me or if you're a brand and you're looking for specific advice for marketing, long-term branding, um, anything of that nature or recruitment and compliance, uh, because I do that also. That's why I, if I'm not When I'm not smoking on blunts, I'm helping people uh, set through their recruiting processes and making sure that things are compliant. Um, Nobody likes audits and nobody likes things for uh, fines. So that's what I do. So if you're a brand, uh, OG AfroPuff with three Fs uh, at um, gmail.com, ogafropufff at gmail.com. Um, And then you can reach me that way or you can reach me on um, YouTube or WeTube and you can actually see my content directly um, for medical patients and then also for recreational patient users here in Chicagoland area. Um, So if you guys are interested in video content and you want to see more about like how to use a dung, how to um, create edibles with dry herb bait material, um, that kind of shit is going to be on both channels and you can also catch a vibe. So um, like, it, that's the best place to reach me. Um, and I'm also on Twitter. So if you guys look up OG Puff on most of your uh, social media platforms, hopefully I'm on there. So that's the that's how I'm at least that's how I'm trying to do that. Um, I don't think I'm on Snapchat yet, though. So I got to do that still.
0: I got a new phone and I never read down the downloaded Snapchat.
1: Is Snapchat still a thing? So that's my. So this is me doing some market research. Like, is Snapchat still a, like a thing thing? From
0: what I've heard, it is. Um, But huh. it, Snapchat never was my thing. Um I feel. Yeah, and it was kind I was of like... there because the the quality of the pictures came out better on Snapchat, and they had the filters. But then I got a new phone, which had a better camera, so I didn't need all that shit.
1: you're like no filter hashtag no filter right (laughs) bitch I'm cute Um, and I I feel that no I feel you because it's like you'll get on like and that's something I think about all the time I'm just like so because that's why it was fun with snapchat because it had like all the like dog like emojis and then like the I used to do the deer antlers all the time I thought that was super cute yes (laughs) with the hearts I just like Oh, man. And then, um and then funny fact, actually, there's some recruiters that actually use Snapchat, if I remember correctly, or marketers one, I think it was marketers, like, they actually sell product and um not like weed and anything like that. But like, you know, like their merchandise, um, you know, like their accessories and stuff like that. So definitely, if you're a content creator, and you're looking for that thing, that might be something to check out a free marketing tip.
0: Yes, it definitely. <laughs> that is. Snapchat is definitely still a thing. It's just not something I use. Um, but I have definitely heard a lot of people saying that they get a lot of traffic through Snapchat. So
1: I have to check it out again. Cause I, what I did have an account back in the day, but then like, and I would sing on it sometimes, but then I like, like you said, I switched phones and I just never got Snapchat back. And then Instagram kind of took over, right? Like it with the stories. So I never really, and I was I like, that, okay, so that's
0: I'm- what was going to wipe snap Snapchat out was Instagram stories. And it, it really did it. I think that yeah. the people that were on Snapchat faithfully still use it, and people on Instagram just now use that on Instagram, but they don't really cross over.
1: I noticed that, yeah. Like, if you like, if you did switch over to Instagram Stories, like you didn't always um, retain your Snapchat then, yeah. Or like if you, or like you said, if if you were with Snapchat, then you usually just didn't go over to Instagram Stories. It was kind of like why do both kind of thing, yeah. But um, that's interesting. I'm always interested to see what platforms people are on. Are you into any new social media platforms right now? Or like, has anything kind of caught your eye that's like, huh, that's kind of different? Or, or... Mm,
0: Not really. Um, but I'm not really an app person. I, it, I mean, it goes against everything that I say I want to do, I know. Um, that's but I'm not, I'm still trying to get myself to get used to instagram and twitter and actually like i've had instagram and twitter forever but i'm much more personally as a as a person um i'm much more a lurker as creepy as that sounds um than actually a poster and so i've been finding that uh switching those hats has been a little bit of a struggle for me so I'm trying to just get myself solid and at least those two first before I start like exploring some other things.
1: I feel that and one of the great things um, one thing to take a look at maybe would be um, I know if you have LinkedIn Linda is actually a great um, service to use for some of that as well. They actually have a couple series on um, marketing and social media that are helpful um, if you're looking for more like standardized help from that side. But if you're looking for cannabis um, marketing and things like that, um, I think that there's, I'll have to message you after this, but there's a content creator. Um, she's just super positive, super uplifting. Hold on, let me see if I can find her, but um, she might be someone you wanna reach out to because I—I, I, from what I understand, she actually does content um, distribution, strategy, things like that. So, hold on, let me see if I can.
0: Yeah, I'm really that. interested can... in this. <laughs> you said what? I said, "Yes, I'm very interested in this." I already Yes. Um, you... I already wrote can down you... I wrote down WeTube and I wrote down Death Note.
1: Yes. She's the she's definitely someone that you should reach out to and then even just have on um you might want to see if she'll let you know if she'll like uh let you interview her, but Oh, I'm trying to find her name. She's a a create. I think she's Bud Creative. No, it's not that. It's a, uh, I think her, so I believe her her name is Elena, but I wanted to shout her out because I had seen some of her content recently and I was like, this is really dope. Like, this is like, she's, she's thinking about content in a different way. And I really appreciate when I see other marketers, especially in cannabis, like, talking about stuff like that, like it can be really frustrating when everybody's doing the same thing. Her Instagram, so her Instagram is Bud Biz Creative, So B-U-D-B-I-Z-C-R-E-A-T-I-V. Uh, um, yep. And so she goes by, um, by Elena. And then I believe Lane is like her, um, is, is her nickname. And so she actually deals with content distributions um, she deals with e-commerce. Um, some of her content is really focused on trying to make sure that she, like, you know, explains to you this is why your content's not getting out, right? Like, this is why your content's not working. And and she's talking to content creators specifically. She's done blog posts with the medical cannabis community. Um, which is a big blog here in Chicago. I think they've got like five, like 15,000 members, right? Oh, wow. And so she's done articles with them and, and others. And so it's like really nice to, um, I, I really wanted to shout her out because I was really looking at some of her content recently and she's really dope. And I think she's on Twitter as well. So um, like I said, Bud Biz Creative, B-U-D-B-I-Z-C-R-E-A-T-I-V on Instagram and on uh, Twitter. And, um, yeah, so if you're looking for, for help with content or with, you know, getting yourself organized on that side, distributing out the content, that's her. And then for if you're looking for more like brand awareness and more like actually getting your brand centered and niche and things like that, that's kind of where my focus is. So I really love seeing other people doing, you know, different parts of the marketing process that I can actually like send out and say, here's someone you need to go talk to. She is a freaking black monk sensei. That is who she is. That's the best way to describe her. So monk, monk marketing sensei. (laughs) Like, so Um, definitely, like check her out. She's dope.
0: I think um, that will be our highlights for this week. We are going to do um, Bud Biz Creative um, as well as OG Afro Puff. So go follow those two ladies. to figure out your social media needs and I'm sure that they can give you tons and tons of gems. I know that like I said before that um, Ebony has dropped so many gems on me and now I'm going to go run over and check out Bud. Oh that, is a, that is a name to say. Uh, Bud what? is creative. Um, yes. So yeah, those will be our highlights for the week. I will put both names in the show notes. Check those ladies out.
1: <laughs> i'm excited i can't wait i uh, and make sure um if you guys are listening and anything like that like um, don't uh don't forget to also check us out on WeTube and youtube i don't know if i don't know if uh, she's got a we tube or youtube but she should so i i'll i'll message her and ask her so yes but thank you so much for um for giving me a platform to talk about this and to also uplift and plug other black women also in the industry um if you guys have questions don't don't hesitate to DM. Let's make it happen. Let's make some. Uh, let's uh, let's make some vibes happen.
0: Yes, indeed. Like I said, community is the only way that we are going to be able to take over the world. Um, so I'm yep. always here. Um, like, look, Pinky and Brain used to be like one of my favorite cartoons. So I'm always <laughs> coming up with a plan to try and take over the world. Um,
1: I love it.
0: Um, so yeah, no, so no, I no, definitely no. always like to try and include a highlight so we can uplift our sisters. Especially in mm-hmm. cannabis, um, so I love it. Thank you again uh, for coming through and talking with us. This is an amazing conversation. I had so much fun. Um, it was very creative. and yes, I love your weirdness. I think your is <laughs> the most amazing attributes you probably have, and I hope Thank that you, you keep embracing them and keep uplifting them and keep empowering yourself. And others, and I can't wait to have you back.
1: thank you so much i I feel the same way, and we're just gonna keep being weird over here. <laughs> yes,
0: together, it's a thing
1: yes. <laughs> let's make it a movement because if we were like I feel like if we had more of that, people would have a lot less stress on their backs, right like having to keep the
0: the uh the cooking the cook performance cookies. going to yes! seven is so stressful. it's so much yeah, easier yeah. just being yourself
1: aside like it's like you kind of want to it's exhausting like it's exhausting so thank you for giving me a platform to be weird I really appreciate your time today so let's uh, let's make it happen again yes yes ma'am so we <laughs> are going to sign off here
0: um and I can't wait to talk to you guys on our next episode and when we have our next guest coming through stay tuned and see you next time bye
1: bye guys like I'm looking at some of my uh, pieces now, and I'm just like you, you, you. I feel like you get a certain tie to them, right? Like when you start smoking, like it's, it, you go through, like you said, it's it's fun to get high, but it's also fun to like release some of that pressure, right? When you smoke, and you just feel like okay, I had a productive day, now I can relax. Like you know what I mean? Like it's just a refreshing activity, and then you, you do other things to supplement. Like I I feel like it um it kind of ties back into that, right? That like you can you're you're smoking, but you're saying you're smoking it for a purpose, right so that's cool and um I think that you're gonna you know find that in this industry there's a lot of upliftment, so regardless of where you're at in your healing journey, at least for the you know at least what I've seen from black content creators that i've that I've worked with and and even just you know supported and stuff like that, like they've always been super supportive and super sweet and kind, so it you know. Obviously, I haven't met everybody, but the the people that I have met have been really, really sweet. So I think that you're gonna hope, hopefully, I'm hoping that you have a similar journey uh, with cannabis as well. So um, let's definitely keep in touch.
0: Absolutely,
1: yeah, we're friends now. It's a okay. <laughs>